Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast Series. I'm Courtney Ryan Fisher, and I'm one of the Chief Medical Residents at the University of Connecticut. Today in our podcast, we will be talking about alcohol use disorder in the outpatient setting. Our goal is to summarise the diagnosis and pharmacological management of alcohol use disorder. Even though the non-pharmacological psychosocial interventions for alcohol use disorder are very important, For the sake of our podcast today, we will focus on the pharmacological managements as these are surprisingly underutilised and therefore warrant specific discussion. For our learning objectives today, we will cover the DSM-5 Diagnostic Criteria for Alcohol Use Disorder, the pharmacological management of alcohol use disorder, including which medications are FDA approved for alcohol use disorder and what to consider when prescribing these medications. Learning Objective 1. The DSM-5 Diagnostic Criteria for Alcohol Use Disorder To make a diagnosis of alcohol use disorder, patients have to meet at least two of the 11 DSM-5 criteria within a 12-month time frame. To help remember the criteria, they can be grouped into broad categories. Physiologic effects, loss of control, and continued use despite negative consequences. The physiologic criteria are, number one, Tolerance. This is the diminished physical response to alcohol that is the result of repeated use. And number two, withdrawal. These are symptoms a person experiences when not drinking alcohol, including tremors, anxiety, and nausea. The criteria grouped under loss of control are number three, alcohol taken in larger amounts and or over longer period than intended. Number four, inability to cut down or control use. Number five, increased time spent obtaining, using, or recovering from alcohol. Number six, craving or compulsion to use alcohol. The next criteria exemplify continued use despite negative consequences. These include criteria seven, alcohol use resulting in role failure at work, home, or school. Number eight, Continued use despite social or interpersonal problems. Number nine, reducing social, work or recreational activity because of alcohol. Number 10, using alcohol in situations that are physically hazardous. And number 11, continued use despite knowledge of physical or psychological harm. If patients meet two to three out of these 11 criteria, they have mild alcohol use disorder. Four to five criteria is classified as moderate and six or more is severe alcohol use disorder. Learning objective two, the FDA approved medications for alcohol use disorder. Currently, there are three drugs that are FDA approved for alcohol use disorder. The first is disulfiram, which acts by inhibiting aldehyde dehydrogenase and aims to act as a deterrent to drinking alcohol, causing an unpleasant reaction, including nausea, vomiting, headache, and flushing. The second FDA-approved medication is acamprosate, which acts as a GABA receptor agonist and weak antagonist of the NMDA and glutamate receptors and helps to control cravings. The third FDA-approved medication is naltrexone, 
which comes in both a daily pill form and a monthly intramuscular preparation. Naltrexone is a non-selective antagonist of the opioid receptors and aims to reduce the rewarding effects of alcohol. Learning Objective 3. What needs to be considered when prescribing these medications? For patients that take disulfiram need extensive counselling about avoiding alcohol or any products that contain alcohol while taking the medication. This includes cough medications, desserts, and foods containing alcohol. Patients should not have ingested alcohol in the 48 hours prior to initiating therapy. Patients need to be prepared to be completely abstinent from alcohol and need to be highly motivated to take this medication. Contraindications to disulfiram include severe myocardial disease and history of psychosis. Disulfiram is generally considered to be a second-line medication in the treatment of alcohol use disorder. Acamprosate and naltrexone are both considered first-line medications by the American Psychiatric Association for the treatment of alcohol use disorder. Acamprosate is taken as a tablet, which is dosed three times daily, and the frequency of dosing can be challenging for some patients. Acamprosate is best taken when patients have been abstinent from alcohol for 10 to 14 days and wish to remain completely abstinent from alcohol. Acamprosate is contraindicated in patients with severe renal impairment with an EGFR less than 30. Naltrexone is the only one of the medications that can be used in patients who wish to cut down on their drinking, as well as patients who desire complete abstinence. Naltrexone can cause hepatotoxicity, so LFTs must be checked while taking the medication, and its use is contraindicated in patients with severe hepatic impairment. Naltrexone is also contraindicated in patients taking opioids, as it can precipitate opioid withdrawal. It can be used to treat comorbid alcohol use disorder and opioid use disorder if the goal is complete abstinence from opioids in patients who do not want to take an opioid agonist medication. For all of these three FDA-approved medications, there is no specified treatment length, and generally patients are able to stay on these medications for as long as they need, with a minimum intended duration of approximately six months. So in summary, for our patients with alcohol use disorder, diagnosis involves at least two of the 11 DSM-5 criteria in the last 12 months. First-line pharmacological therapy includes acamprosate or naltrexone, with disulfiram being the third FDA-approved medication for alcohol use disorder. Patients taking disulfiram and acamprosate have to be completely abstinent from alcohol, and acamprosate is contraindicated in those with an EGFR less than 30. Naltrexone can be used in patients who continue drinking alcohol. It is hepatotoxic, so LFTs must be monitored. And since it acts as a non-selective opioid antagonist, it is contraindicated in those taking concurrent opioids. I'd like to thank you all for listening today. Please follow our podcast in Anchor, Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts. We will see you in the next episode.